0: morning liberty
1: at night well what is up all of our liberty loving friends this is another fantastic episode of liberty at night with nate and charlie on the free talk live network coming at you from nashville
0: tennessee how's it going today chuck you know the snow's melting and i'm feeling a bit under the weather under the weather yeah you were on top of the weather but before the weather there's... outside is weather it is
1: the weather and outside so what do you want to do about it I remember back yesterday when you were on top of the weather and you were in a much better mood. But now mm-hmm. that you're under it, you, uh, you seem to be kind of sad, a little slow, you know. Yeah. And uh, no offense. I just feel like you need to take a nap. I even feel like you need to take a nap. So there's no telling how you feel.
0: I need, and then tomorrow I'm flying to the Northeast. Mm. So it's like I'm, I'm and it's going to be 60 here on Thursday. Yep. Here in Nashville. You're just chasing cold weather. And now, yeah, I'm only going to, I'm going to be in the 30s. Are you going to go see that uh, Paul Revere Church? I don't know. You should.
1: You should go look at it. Say, look at that. Look okay. at this. Take a picture there. All right. You know, maybe. And anyway, uh, it is Tuesday, and we are Liberty at night on Tuesday nights. Just so you know. Also, throughout the day, every single day of the week, when we want to, we go by a, a podcast by the name of Good Morning Liberty. And uh, so that's where you can find us if this is your first time listening to us. Wherever you are in the country, whatever radio station it is you just dialed into, go to your podcast app right now. I'm talking to you, you, in your car right now. You think I'm talking to someone else? No, it's you. Listen to me. Go to your podcast app and look for Good Morning. I don't care if you're driving. This is more important. This is the future of civilization, okay? Pull over. Don't, I don't even care if you pull over. Pull up your podcast app right now and safely. look for Good Morning Liberty safely. Look for Good Morning Liberty, okay? And if you've already done that, then go leave a rating and review on Good Morning You. I'm talking to you. What if they're
0: listening to the radio at work?
1: Then put down all your work. Stop working. Stop whatever you're doing. If if your boss is talking to you, say, shut shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. That's what you say to your boss right now. You say, I've got to go leave a rating and review on Good Morning Liberty's podcast page right now. You, I'm talking to you sitting on the can at work taking your 30 minute break. You know who it is. I'm talking to you, right? You think I can't see you. I'm looking at you right now through your phone. Okay. Go to the podcast page and leave a rating and review. I'm not on good. Morning Liberty I'm not looking.
0: <laughs> Nate's looking. I'm not looking.
1: Are you laying in bed? Well, Charlie and I are right next to you right now. <laughs> and I'm telling you to go leave a rating and review or find us on any of your social media pages that you use. Good morning, Liberty. Any, anywhere,
0: anywhere else? This is all you. <laughs> okay. <This is laughs> all you on this one. All right. All right. Well, I want to talk about liberty. Okay. We'll talk about liberty. Yeah. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Well, it's confusing libertarian conversation, but we do have to mention it because it's like the top story that everyone cares about right now. And it's the uh, Supreme Court five to four ruling that uh, federal agents can cut the razor wire that the state of Texas have put up in certain uh, places around the border. mm mm-hmm. And Texas had even done this interesting thing where they had barred federal agents from coming in. I thought we were about to have some kind of cool standoff situation happen, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Where we were really going to decide who who had the supremacy clause or not, you know? I guess that's not what's going to happen. We're mm. not going to get the actual civil war that we wanted, you know? But this could lead to it, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Texas decides to secede because of this thing because they want to actually protect their own border. It's a weird situation where you have... The The federal government who's supposed to, you know, police the borders, protect the borders, yeah. and they don't do it. Let's just leave the libertarian philosophy out of it for a minute. They don't do it. And then the state's like, okay, well, this is, our, this is a, a border of our state also happens to be the national border as well. And so if you're not going to do it, then I reckon we're going to do it. And the federal government, who's supposed to be doing this in the first place, is like, no, 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 You guys can't do that. That's our job to not do. So whatever it is you did, will let's take that stuff down right now. So anyhow, that's the situation that we're in right now, thanks to the Supreme Court. They're actually vacating an injunction from the Fifth Circuit. This could still go uh, back to an actual Supreme Court case. But right now, the federal government can come in and cut the razor wire that the state of Texas had put up. So reading from National Review right now, the Supreme Court is allowing border patrol agents to cut the razor wire that Texas recently installed along the U.S.-Mexico border, while the Biden administration's lawsuit against the Lone Star State continues. In a 5-4 decision handed down Monday, the court granted the Department of Homeland Security's emergency request to cut the wire, which the agency claimed was endangering migrants and preventing border patrol agents from patrolling the border. See, they have to go there and uh, help people who are illegally crossing finish They're illegally crossing uh, that they're trying to do. Quote, federal law unambiguously grants border patrol agents the authority without a warrant to access private land within 25 miles of the international border. The appeal read, well, it's not really private land then, is it? Mm. Hate to tell you. Conservative justices, <clears throat> I hate it when they describe justices like yeah. this, but whatever. Conservative justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh dissented While Justice Amy Coney Barrett and Chief Justice John Roberts joined the liberals, and the majority also Mm. hate it when they misuse the word liberal because most of the terms are the opposite these days. They're actually pretty illiberal when it comes down to it. Uh, The court vacated an injunction that was imposed last month by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, which permitted Texas to do this. Um, let's see if any of this stuff is important. Uh, the injunction, they're talking about the actual injunction from the Fifth Circuit prohibits agents from passing through or moving physical obstacles erected by the state that prevent access to the very border they are charged with patrolling and the individuals they are charged with apprehending and inspecting. There is a, uh, one, one thing that happened that was all over the news was these three people drowned. There was a woman and two kids that drowned. And the, the media story was that uh, at the time, Texas was physically barring border patrol agents from patrolling this area. And that's why these people died. It turns out that's not actually the case. Uh, they had already drowned before the whole physical barring thing took place. Uh, that was corrected actually uh, from the Department of Justice. You can look in the actual legal paperwork. It says that this had already happened, but the the media still ran with it anyway. Uh, Mr. Pax. Paxton asked the justices to strike a different balance. It is in the public interest to deter unlawful agency action and to respect property rights, he wrote. It is also in the public interest to reduce the flow of deadly fentanyl, combat human trafficking, protect Texans from unlawful trespass and violent attacks by criminal cartels, and minimize the risk to people, both U.S. citizens and migrants, of drowning while making perilous journeys to and through illegal ports of entry. Uh, This month, federal officials said that when Border Patrol agents tried to respond to reports of a drowning in the area where the state had placed barriers, they were physically barred by state officials. And Texas officials disputed that account because Mm. it was disputable and not true. Um, The drowning had already taken place at the time that they were being barred from entering. Uh, National Review did a nice little write-up on that, too. This has been changed. CBS added a little editor's note to their stories about this. It doesn't matter. It's like, you remember that story about them whipping migrants, you know, people on the horses? Once the story's out there, like it doesn't matter.
0: No one's going to you know. check back to know <laughs>
1: it. Yeah. It's a, no one cares. About now, I have this. something
0: interesting for you. Uh, I saw some people bring up the Constitution here, Section 4. I'm uh, sorry, Article 4, Section 4. Okay. Uh, that says, uh, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on the application of the legislator or the executive when the legislator cannot be convened against domestic violence.
1: So. Okay. So I guess it depends on whether or not you term this as an invasion, which is why people on the right will typically say that this is an invasion. Mm-hmm. Much like people on the left will say that Jan 6 was an insurrection. Yeah, And so if you coin this as an invasion, then it is unconstitutional. I don't know if, I, you know, when they wrote invasion, I assume they mean invasion by a foreign army, that kind of thing. Right At, at this point, though, it, it, even though we're libertarians and we tend to be more op- open border than people on the right, I do wonder if... We should have, let's just not even talk about immigration. Should we have a way of stopping like a foreign army from coming across our borders? You know, I mean, it's, you just throw one of those little bridge, you know, those little bridge things they just throw over a river yeah, and then tanks roll across. I just kind of feel like the border is actually fairly open to an invasion. Like I know Mexico wouldn't get too far if they wanted to invade, but they'd probably get a few miles before something happened because we're just kind of like, Oh yeah, no one's going to do that. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, but what about the people who live there that could get killed during
0: the invasion? You Both know? borders are pretty just, and honestly it doesn't even matter if you have a wall cause they'll send paragliders over the wall. It's true. You know, true. <laughs> and we've seen that happen <laughs> mm-hmm. before. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are bringing that up. I, I think invasion probably means something different, but my thing is why can't, the state of texas do what they want to do it's
1: the f- the funny part is is because it is technically the federal government's job to do this and so that's why they're saying texas can't do this because it's a federal but the, this is kind of like government's
0: when, not doing this it. is kind of like when Domino <laughs> started fixing potholes <laughs>
1: and they'd be like no no, you they they can't got in trouble <laughs> because the government's supposed
0: to do it even though yeah. they weren't doing
1: you it. you can't fix those potholes right. those are government roads or like the, you know, the
0: community that got together in that one town, I can't remember where it is now, but they they rebuilt, I think it was in Carthage, Tennessee, actually, is how I remember this, they rebuilt some stairs at a park, and the city was like, you can't do that, because the government's supposed to do that, so they yeah. ended up...
1: And you're like, are you guys going to do that? They're like, no. So literally they, they fixed
0: the steps, I think for like 800 bucks.
1: Costco said the city tore down this. I remember hearing they about did. this actually. They, t-
0: they tore down the stairs and they put in like a $20,000 worth of the stairs, the city or the, the community did it for like 800 bucks <laughs> that they crowdsourced. It's like, know, oh, you can't do that. The government's supposed to do that. And it's like, well, you're not doing it. So we decided to take care of it for way cheaper that's literally what's happening now with the border
1: because the federal government for whatever reason has decided to allow hundreds of thousands of people every to year to come. I mean, it's, it's, you know, added up to millions, but let's, you know, hundreds of thousands every year uh, that we kind of know of, we, it's not even counting people that we didn't see come across, you know, and they're just, they're just fine with it. And, uh, at this, at this point, I start wondering, like, do we need a wall? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, like, what are you going to do? They tried to put up razor wire. And the thing about the razor wire, by the way, is uh, one thing Texas was saying is that you put up the razor wire across the, uh, the Eagle Pass and you, the Rio Grande, stuff like that. See, people try to, to cross those and they end up drowning. And so one of the reasons, according to them, that they're putting up the razor wire is to stop people From trying to cross these waterways to to come across, because I was looking it up earlier in 2022, uh, 800 people died coming across the border, and most of them were from drowning. Uh, 2021, it was 600 people died coming across the border, and most of them were from drowning. And so, when the media makes this big deal about these migrants drowning because Texas put up these barriers, they're ignoring the fact that. People drown there all the time because it's an unsafe waterway to go across. And Mm. what Texas was kind of saying was we're going to put up these deterrents so people learn that they can't go across through the waterways and they have to go through safer illegal ways of going across the border, you know. And that's one thing that I guess you, you might see. Texas could have actually been preventing people, more people from drowning, sure, some people drowned. they got to the razor wire they couldn't get across it or whatever and that's terrible and i hate that uh but was it the razor wire injuries that led to the drowning <laughs> i think it was just trying to cut through it while they were also yeah. you know in water that they weren't able to do so um man what a what a weird situation to have the federal government suing a state government Because they're doing something that the government, the federal government is supposed to be doing, but they refuse to do. So the state government decides to do it. And so the federal government sues them for doing what they're refusing to do. Welcome to 2024, I guess, (laughs) you know, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder right now. Yeah.
0: And it looks like they won Mm. in the lower court. They did. Got appealed to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court issued a stay on the injunction, basically.
1: Yeah. And so this is still going to go... Through the court system, it's not that the Supreme Court ruled that Texas can't do this. Uh, it's just that for right now, while the case is pending, while it's going through the courts, they are allowed to take down the razor wire at this moment because it kind of defers to it's supposed to be Border Patrol who's doing this stuff, and so that's what they're deferring it back to yeah. right
0: now. What if Texas took a stand on this though, and being like, "You're not taking down our our wire." I I would I don't love care to, to see what it. the Supreme Court says.
1: I would love to see it. Yeah, there's a great quote from. Um, uh, there's a great, great quote from Andrew Jackson. Uh, I can't remember exactly. And then we would have it another
0: it. Civil War. <laughs> on, be based on slavery. Yeah. Again, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let me see what this Not quote states was. Rights. Um, he said, "The Supreme Court has made its decision. Now let them enforce it." And so what he was saying was, "Great, they made a decision." Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are they going to do about it? Who's going to, yeah,
0: who's going to enforce it?
1: Because they don't, you know, it's like the only part of the government that doesn't have a SWAT team. So, the, you know, what are they going to do about this?
0: Well, and the federal government doesn't have the manpower. Like, did, Texas could hold its own. They could. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're, with immigration being the hot button issue it is right now, And actually, a lot of people on the left are starting to turn more against immigration because of this genius plan of busing people to these big cities has actually started to flip people's ideas on this. Um, I don't think that they would get into a a shooting war with Texas or anything to enforce law or enforce an action that a lot of people in the country don't agree with, like... Why did they get in that war? Well, because Texas wanted to enforce the border and the Biden didn't. And so that's where the civil war started. Like, I don't think they're going to start one over that. Yeah. I think Texas could hold their own on a, on a stand
0: with this. t brings up a good point. Mm. Wasn't there razor wire around the Capitol building in White House back in 2021?
1: <laughs> Pro- yeah, <clears throat> probably was. How many people was. drowned back then? I, we'll I have to look up those numbers. I haven't <laughs> seen them. I'm not sure. It's okay yeah. for them. It's yep. okay for them to do it. Well, because that's their job. Yeah. They can put that up if they want to. And
0: obviously, so look, <clears throat> I don't have a problem with people coming into this country whatsoever. It's The, the problem is, is that they're coming for the wrong reasons. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were coming here just for a better life and they, they didn't get any benefits, yeah, I'll stick by that.
1: I don't know what the reasons are. I'm not going to say that they're all coming here to get the benefits. I know we talked about this last week or whatever. They are getting benefits because governments are spending our stolen resources to take care of these people when they come across. And so they are getting those benefits. The problem is like when you come across you're illegal, well, it's tough to get a job. You're not going to pay into the system or anything. Uh, So you're a refugee basically living off of uh, other people's tax money. The only way you're going to solve this, and a lot of Republicans would not agree, there's got to be a compromise. Actually, no one would agree with what I'm about to say, which is why it's never going to happen. But there's got to be a compromise Here's the deal uh you you, build- oh, you said
0: here's the deal, so this is yeah this is yeah. how it's going to go down. no
1: let's be clear, yeah be clear you, okay. <laughs> you you um you enforce the border with some type of border protectorant, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to call it anything specifically, like an invisible shield, you know, like some yeah a shield, yeah, like an electromagnetic shield, maybe something like
0: that, mm-hmm. you know, and so put, you put. Collars on all people living in Mexico.
1: You <laughs> shock collars shock. when they come across. You just put the little pins on the ground with a yeah. thing when they go across it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it starts beeping though before they get you know, there. Put the collars. The you can
1: get Neuralink to like install it directly okay. in their brains, and it shocks you when you cross the wrong border. Yeah. Whew. Man, this is probably too close to a future reality <laughs> right now. Actually,
0: <laughs> we we
1: stumbled onto something here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe we should patent this idea. Whew.
1: Uh now, um Elon Musk already has a patents on this, I'm sure, um <laughs> so you protect the border, you stop people from coming across illegally, and also maybe a deterrent for like foreign armies and stuff like that. I'm just saying forts have walls around them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. should can't this be like a fort? <laughs> maybe yeah, I don't know, yeah, um, should we dig a moat and at the same yeah, a moat, a giant moat, <laughs> put sharks with laser beams attached to their heads. <laughs> yeah in there, yeah, alligators yeah, with laser beams.
0: Is, this is a clear idea.
1: <clears throat> okay, so whatever way you, you protect the border, and then, I know, I know, you grant citizenship to people that are here. And then, and I'm saying Republicans get behind this, because as we talked about a month ago or whatever it was, um, I, my belief is people coming from Latin American countries are not these wild leftists, that we deal with here in America, I think they're actually going to be way more conservative family oriented people who, if they were not worried about getting shipped back to their country would vote for Republicans, not for Democrats. And so if I were a Republican, I would want a deal where we secured the border
0: and then we granted amnesty to people. They're probably more conservative than conservatives in America. Yes. Yeah. They are. They're very family-oriented mm-hmm. people. And then when it comes to, you know... Most of them are Catholic.
1: We talk about criminals coming across and stuff like that. You know, we have innocent until proven guilty here in America. And that's not just something that's in American law. That is because that's how we see human beings. That's the way that we treat human beings. And our, we codify that into law. But it's, and it's a not it's not rights principle. that
0: only citizens mm-hmm. get. No. Like, rights are natural. They come yes. from your humanity.
1: Now we'll protect and even them. Even though
0: these people speak Spanish, they're still humans. I, I know, I yeah. know. Contrary to popular belief, and contrary to many Republicans' <laughs> belief, yeah.
1: All right. Well, I think we solved the border problem uh, right there. Now, I know
0: Clayton Bigsby has a problem with this, but I don't.
1: Yeah. Um, that's so. One problem T Dub brought up is, and I, I get this. I was thinking about it in my head at the same time. Whatever restricts people from getting in could also restrict people from getting out, and. That is, that's a problem. Technically, we have the same problem right now. They could shut down illegal border crossings and then we'd have to try and swim across the river or whatever. Uh, but I guess you would technically still be able to do it. Um, I don't know what to do about that problem right there. Uh, I just...
0: Because then that happened in East Germany?
1: As, as libertarians, when we talk about this, we know that the problem is that the government takes money from us and then gives it to someone who is not us. Or me, they take money from me. I don't want to say us, like us and them or whatever, but they take money from me and then they give it to someone who's not
0: me. Well, they keep some, a little bit for themselves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that is the problem yeah. with immigration. Other yeah. than that, there's no problem with it. They at take all.
0: money from Nate, <clears> they spend a little bit of it on cocaine for rats, and the rest of it goes to other people that are not Nate. Yeah. Exactly. I just want to make sure that there's a little bit how we would draw that up. A little bit that they spend on cocaine, probably from the cartels. (laughs) Exactly. Just like when we gave them a bunch of guns, you know, back in Fast and Furious, Mm -hmm. because Obama had no scandals.
1: We're already the Fast and Furious 10 now. So it's like way worse than it used to be. It is. Uh, The rest of the episode is going to be us responding to this video. And it's not about Javier Millet, it's about libertarianism. And this is Crystal Ball. Of breaking points with Crystal and Sauger. This is a show, yes, I know, that I listen to every day. I actually listen to the show every day because why do you listen to it? Because I like to hear the other side of things. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. What?
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I've never yeah. watched it before. I just went and You're found never, a video you. today. Okay. So I listen to the show every day. I have a hard time sometimes dealing with um their super leftyism. Uh, but anyhow, I happened to be listening yesterday and she had some words to say about Javier Mile's speech. <clears throat> and like I said, it's not... Is
0: this part of the Young Turks or they're just their own thing? Own thing. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a good good show, big show. Um, I'd, I would recommend it for anyone who wants to branch out and listen to people that are more on the left or whatever, Democrats who have rational feelings about things sometimes. Uh, You know, they believe in free speech and all that stuff. They're not about censoring people and all that. So, uh, but when it comes to capitalism and free markets, they're pretty dumb. Um, Or at least uh, Crystal Ball is, Sagar is a little bit better than she is. So let's listen to her critique. It's a six minute video and I'm betting we can spend 20, Three minutes on it, more than likely, of Javier Mille's speech. Tell me to pause whenever you want me to, Charlie.
2: New Argentine president Javier Mille took a break from banning protests, laying off thousands of workers, and spiking inflation over 200% to com-
1: Okay, already right there. There we go. We just made it five seconds. Now we know her bias. She just blamed Javier Mille for Argentina's inflation spiking over 200%. Yes. <laughs> He's been in office for a month. <laughs> Their their inflation was at 180% when he took office and increasing at a rapid rate. No matter whether or not he won or the other person won, the rate was going to spike over 200%. But now we already know her bias. She's trying to tear down Javier Mille and And libertarianism in general.
0: The latest inflation Hmm. for Argentina was 2.1%. Now, they did a good job of explaining that prices are still up. (laughs) <laughs> but the previous month over month, I believe, was 10.7%. Was it really only 2.1% the month? I think. Yeah. From based on what I saw on Twitter. I seen that. I didn't verify it. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter. I could be wrong.
1: I have a big problem with it. Like, I just I saw someone say, look, housing prices have gone down or whatever in Argentina. And honestly, I just don't believe anything I see. I'm like, yeah, it's probably made up. I don't know. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's keep going here. I'm going to fact
0: check myself. As we this made is it going eight on. seconds.
1: Hey, you were right, by the way, yesterday about Ron DeSantis not fully endorsing Trump. I finally heard his speech and he did say, I signed a pledge to support whoever the Republican nominee is. And that's, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say a full-throated endorsement of Donald Trump or anything. He just said that he signed a pledge and that's what he was going to do. Okay, here we go
2: preach the gospel of neoliberalism to the choir at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Millet's message to this group can be summed up in three words. Greed is good. To governments, get out of the way and let the world's oligarchs extract wealth to their heart's content. To the billionaires, who he described as heroes, keep doing what you're doing. You can see why they loved him so much. Who wouldn't want to hear their vice lauded as virtue?
1: All right, so his first off, she says that Javier Millet's message to Davos is that greed is good. I don't think that's exactly what he said. They could have gotten the translations wrong, but he did have some nice things to say about billionaires and more so entrepreneurs in his speech. And what she is going to confuse throughout this entire time is the landscape that he is laying out for libertarianism and for free markets and for anarcho-capitalism and for without the regulatory state over the top of everything, and what would what would actually happen in a true free market, And he actually lays that out. instead, what she's going to project onto him is that he supports more of the status quo, more of what's happening right now, more of unregulated, unfettered uh, cronyism and and corporatism and things like that, which he's not actually doing. She is ignoring a very big part of what he says needs to be done. And just saying that he wants to, uh, that he wants to increase what we have right now, that he wants to turn it up to 11. So, and Bailey's right. Typical woman hearing what she wants to hear. It doesn't matter what reasonable, (laughs) rational argument he puts out there. She has already decided what he feels and what he thinks. And it doesn't matter what he says or does. She's already, she's not going to listen to any of it. She's only waiting for her turn to speak.
0: I need to correct myself because okay. that's what we do. Their inflation uh, in the month of December was 25.5%. Okay, it's a little bit more. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it is less than the 28% that was predicted. Okay. Um, okay. It's but, a
1: little too soon to see if Javier Miele's policies are going to change inflation immediately. I mean, the, when you have a rate of change that is that high, like it's, it's going to take some time for that to s- turn around, to turn this ship around. You're yep. the... You're the Titanic heading towards an iceberg right now, trying to turn before you hit it. And we're going to see if that's actually going to happen. It's going to take some time. So, all right, let's, um, let's, uh, let's get into this. We're 30 seconds into this video. Let's see what else she has to say.
2: Now, his message was both radical and completely supportive of the status quo. Because...
1: So already right there, she says his message is radical and completely supportive of the status quo. That's the status quo, right, Charlie? I just wanted to double check with you mm-hmm. that we get governments out of the way and we let the free market flourish and we stop letting them pick winners and losers and inflate away our currency and, uh, create monopolies where, whereas there, there wouldn't have been one in the first place. Um, that's, you know, that's what he wants. He wants to just push the status quo, I believe.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause libertarianism has been the status quo.
1: That's yeah. Yeah, exactly. When I read all the libertarian books, it's like, yeah, what we have right now, that's what it is. Because the
2: status quo ideology of the ruler class is, in fact, quite radical. As a politician, he's telling the powerful he will be their lackey. He will strip the power of the state, an imperfect but theoretically democratic institution wherein citizens at least have a shot at exerting influence, and hand it to multinational corporations headed by a short-sighted and self-interested billionaire class. I'm struck by the childlike fairy tale nature of the story he tells. And
1: okay. This is a big critique of libertarianism right here. Uh, Statism versus just say, uh, ANCAP-ism or whatever. Um, The billionaires. She wants to strip strip away the state, which is theoretically a democratic institution where people actually have a say. And although it's not perfect, but at
0: least you could influence it a little bit.
1: Now, that is how we've gotten to where we are right now, which she hates. She hates everything about where we are. Right now
0: with all of these. But they also act theoretically as if, democratic they, they also, institutions. They also act as if the the citizens have no control over these multinational corporations. Yeah. Like you have no, you can't vote with your dollars or anything like that. They've got it so twisted because in fact, the opposite. Yeah, sure. You can vote once every four years or whatever, but you can't, you have to take the government services or they put you in jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas like. I could vote every single day against Walmart.
1: I do it every all
0: the time. day. Mm-hmm. It, every day I could decide not to go to Walmart, and no one from Walmart is showing up to put me in jail. They They're act not. as if we have no influence over these multinational you know corporations what? they they've put they've now pitted this fight, right? It's either you're for the state or you're for evil billionaires.
1: Well, and they also (laughs) describe being for the state as being for democracy and the people having a choice. When in fact, when you're for the state, you're for the people who work for the state and benefit directly from the state. Like you're, you're actually eliminating your choice. Yes. Like, you know what Walmart does when you vote against them? Here's what they do, Charlie. Have you been to a Walmart recently? I have actually. They're They're starting to make that place look like a department store. Mm-hmm. They're putting up little displays on the end, you know, little product displays, stuff like that. They're carrying better clothing brands.
0: They're decent, yeah, decent clothes. Like, I was like, whoa.
1: I voted for Walmart to do a better job. You know how I did that? I didn't go there. I went everywhere else other than Walmart for a long time. And Walmart said, well, I'm going to use the government, put a gun in that guy's face and force him to give us money. No, that's not what they said. They said, we're going to carry Polo and Reebok and Wrangler and all these other clothing brands. We're going to do two-day delivery. Two-day delivery on We stuff. now have Walmart Plus. Same-day pickup, all that. That is what they said. How is that not the people having a choice, the people voting? And that what she can do is she could look at a country where the state has been in so much control that they truly have whittled all of the business sector down to actual monopolies that are only monopolies because they've been propped up and enforced by the state and then say that people don't have a choice between this company. Say you're going to privatize that company. So, well, no one, no one has a choice. Well, the state created that monopoly in the first place. You want to create an environment where competition can actually come in and then they actually have to react to what the people want. And it, it burns me up when people like her ignore this fact. All right, we're only a minute in. Here we go.
2: It says about our infantile rulers that they lap it up like hungry puppy dogs. Malay paints a picture of extraordinary men made wealthy by creating, innovating, designing products to benefit the whole world. When in reality, every year if you take a look, the most new billionaires come from the finance sector. People who are only skilled at new creative methods of extraction and mathematical trickery, whose innovations are designing new exotic financial instruments like credit default swaps that eventually blow up the entire world economy.
1: Now, Charlie, let me ask you, why would it be the case, assuming she's not lying, that more billionaires would come out of the finance sector for people who create things like credit default swaps and new instruments for getting money from people? Is that because that's just how the free market operates?
0: (laughs) It's because the finance sector is... one of the highest highest regulated markets there is out there.
1: It's either the first or the second most regulated market that exists. The credit default swaps exist because the government backstops all of these loans. The government says, do whatever you want and we're going to bail you out. It doesn't matter. You guys want to get rich as soon as possible. Cool. Sounds good. Give me a little bit in the back, you know, make some donations, stuff like that. That's fine. Yeah. That's not the free market operating. The free market, of course they do we can talk and they about, don't
0: get bailed out. We can talk about America, but the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which is government institution, mm-hmm. okay, they're the ones who back the credit default swaps. They're the ones who basically said, yeah, we want you to offer loans to people who probably won't pay them back. And mm-hmm. don't check their income. Don't check their credit scores. Don't check whether or not this is their fifth or sixth or seventh house. In fact, if you do that, we'll fine you. We'll f- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And of course, people were making they were making so much money back in then before it all blew up. And you know what? We're also gonna keep the interest rates artificially low, which is also
1: gonna skyrocket the the, uh, the the value of the houses because more people are gonna be able to get into this market. It's not gonna naturally hold the price of the houses down. And then we're gonna blame it all on the free market afterwards, even though it's the government. Pulling the strings the entire time.
0: But I love how she says most new billionaires. So she's taking that where, when most of people on the left always complain about like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos yeah. and Mark Zuckerberg and people who have invented, innovated entirely new sectors mm-hmm. or they've revolutionized entirely new sectors to create literally a better life for everyone. They literally are <laughs> innovators and revolutionizers and created systems that if didn't exist, God only knows how bad the pandemic would have been.
1: With with Amazon having being able to deliver things, and Elon Musk, probably I guess the second richest person in the world right now. I mean, Tesla, pretty big deal. Especially if you're on the left and you think climate change is going to kill all of us, and you actually believe that EVs are going to do something about that, which they're not for like 30 years. Uh, Bringing internet to countries like Argentina, it's pretty pretty important thing. Or the Amazon that in Brazil that seems to be a pretty important thing as well. Where you can
0: literally go live filming your whatever monkeys now in, in in the Amazon rainforest. Instead of it costing... Because you can connect to a satellite that elon musk put up in space
1: instead of it costing 600 million dollars for the government to send a satellite in the space it cost them 60 million dollars which means the government has more money freed up to kill people in other countries <laughs> uh, or to do other to good, waste more to, to do good things if yeah. they want to do good things but no yeah. it's mostly people in the finance sector who only got there because of all of the government controls in the finance sector and she's pretending like we just want more of that it's it's not. We're literally arguing for the opposite.
2: In Malay's billionaire bedtime story, there is no such thing as market failures. He says this explicitly. So any and all regulation is both unnecessary and wrong. He specifically argues that even one of the classic examples of market failures, the monopoly, is actually a good thing not to be messed with. Given the large number-
1: of- He doesn't argue that the monopoly is a good thing and not to be messed with. He argues that Today, what people call monopolies, you know, when people just call everything a monopoly, that those people are actually good things, those are good things, and they got there by providing value to people. Now, a lot of them probably got a lot of government money and a lot of government help to get there, but what he's arguing is that even if there is a monopoly, which there hasn't ever been one to exist in a free market uh, that I'm aware of that wasn't propped up by the government, it would only be there because they provided such a, great service that no one else was able to possibly provide that service, which is only a good thing for people, by the way. Yeah, That's only that's a good thing. That's the best possible thing you could have right then. Your alternative is a worse thing, literally. That's why it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. That's what he argues. He doesn't argue that monopolies are great and Monopolist in
2: attendance, I'm sure this message was like chicken soup for their greedy souls. Anyone, of course, with a basic grasp of reality outside of an imagined libertarian fantasy world can see that this attack on literally all market regulation is insane. I'm not sure I've ever seen this particular fantasy deflated as quickly as in this infamous clip of Joe Rogan educating Dave Rubin on the need for building codes. Just take a listen.
0: What problem would you, everything you're building here right now, right? Do you want the government to tell you how to do all these things and all the regulations that you got to have your electric thing this far from this and like all well, of- the, the regulations like that for construction are important though you do have to make sure that people don't do stupid but, make but sure generally you don't have a power line it's near a water line you gotta, you, there's a lot of but I would put most of that on the builders though they want to build things that are good now I get it, oh I get- that's not true listen people no cut, no people are going to corners build- all the time like you have to have regulations when it comes to construction methods they, or people are going to get fucked they cut regulate they cut corners when there are regulations anyway. They do. They would cut a lot more if there weren't regulations. I'm not totally- if you go to third world countries and look at construction methods, they're dangers. Yeah. That's why schools collapse on kids in foreign countries sometimes. Listen, man, I was in no. construction my whole life. My dad was an architect. Yeah. I've been in construction since I was a little kid. You need regulations. These guys, a lot of people that are in construction- they're, they'll do whatever they can to make money. And it's not good for the people that have the house because they might have that house for five, 10 years before that problem manifests itself. The, the people who are establishing these codes are licensed builders or people that have been involved in construction for a long time and they know what's safe and what's not safe. That's why those codes exist. It exists to protect the consumers.
2: Perfect example there.
0: Okay. So that's a pretty cool
1: clip that they threw in from Rogan because I would love to destroy that idea that Rogan <laughs> exactly. put out there. Yep. Um, sure. Some builders are going to go out there and build crappy quality places. He brings up third third world countries. Okay. Um, Ruben was right, although I don't know if he uh, he just wasn't able to really push the point home in that clip right there. But builders are incentivized to do a good job, mainly because they have a lot of competition. There's a lot of home builders here in mm-hmm. Nashville, but there's another important person who has an incentive. And that is he says, well, they build these things that it's not it's going to be five, 10 years before they show any problems. Okay. Well, there's another person who has a big incentive to make sure that the builders do a good job. You know who that is? Insurance companies? The banks. Because that's who actually owns the house for 30 years. And that's who actually wants it to have value if they have to foreclose or if they have to have someone else come and buy it afterwards, whatever it is, because they are holding the value that they fronted for the money of that house. And so the bank has a a perfect incentive to make sure that builders are doing a good job. It does not mean that the government has to come in and do it. There will be private companies that come in and make sure that these are built up to the bank's codes because the bank wants to protect their asset. It's not for the person who bought it. They don't care about you, they don't care about you and your house or anything. The bank cares about this house because it's the bank's house. You know what's funny?
0: You know what's funny? So they have all these codes and stuff, right? And then on top of that, the bank, before we bought this house, they still required us to get an inspection. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. We still
0: had to hire a private inspection company. You didn't just say we passed all the government's codes. No, we still had to hire a private inspection company to inspect the builders that already were inspected by the coders. And it's like this whole process. And the bank still requires us Mm -hmm. to get that inspection because I'm sure they're the bank's insurance company who's going to insure these assets against to protect their financial investment is going to require the bank to have an inspection. So they have all these things lined up yeah. so that the insurance company knows who to go after whenever they have to shell out the money for this asset that is protecting all of this money that's and, into it. And at the end of the day, just like and you know what I think about recently is that condo in Miami a couple of years ago that completely that collapsed, collapsed, Right. Um, did that thing pass inspection and codes and all that stuff, and it still collapsed? And you don't think you don't think that uh, the the market wouldn't solve this problem if you have a builder going around town building crappy buildings? Even to this day, there was somebody in our Facebook group for the neighborhood saying, "Hey, do you have recommendations on people who do a good job of redoing a shower? Like, mm-hmm. I want somebody who's going to do a good job because." But we all give reviews to 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 people and builders and things like that of people who are going to do a good job, right? They want something that's going to be lasting. The, the market easily takes care of this. Now, will some people uh, unfortunately suffer and make the wrong decision or whatever? Yes, that's going to happen. But, but that, that happens in any industry, and it also happens with the codes and regulations just, in place. It still happens. It still happens, and that's one of the things Dave Rubin said, but he didn't. Like you said, he didn't drive the point home very well.
1: Dude, my house, which passed all the building codes and all that, is falling in the Percy Priest Lake right now, okay? Like the 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 foundation is cracked all the way from side to side. Now everybody I've, knows where you live. I've already had to, I've already had to spend thousands of dollars having a. That's a how foundation. rich Nate is. He
0: lives on the lake. Yeah. In Nashville. <laughs> I Must built it nice. above the
1: lake, and now it's falling down. Now we're slowly, you know, the water naturally flows into the lake, and it's slowly taking it, taking <laughs> us with it. Right yeah. now, it's going to take a couple hundred years to get the house all the way there, but yeah. you know, it's it's happening. You know what happened? You know what happened? Never fight water, man. We live at the end of the street, at the end of an empty cul-de-sac. And what they told us was, well, you run out of concrete. You run out of rock uh, is what happens on this truck that they put down before the concrete. So what they do is they just fill it up with trash because there's no way in hell they're going to go back and fill up another truck full of rock for the last house on the street. And so when your last house, they put in whatever amount of rock is left on the truck and then the rest of it, they just put dirt and junk and all and other crap in there, b- literally building materials down in there that they can then put the concrete on top of. That passed all the government inspections. They, it, w- it was up to code, according to all of them. And so you can't tell me that having all these regulations solves the problem. Or if you say, well, if we didn't have those, everything would just be falling apart. It's things are already falling apart. All right. It's a. I think, uh, you know. I wish Ruben, and I haven't seen the full clip, maybe they did keep talking about that for for another 20 minutes, I don't know, okay. And the big picture of
2: no regulation just looks like an acceleration of the absolute worst of what we've got right now. Governments which are even more corrupt and undemocratic, wild inequality, where billionaires construct multi-million dollar bunkers to escape the apocalypse they are helping to usher in, while the vast majority are locked out of the basics of food, shelter, and healthcare and a deep moral rot that would place human worth, creativity and flourishing below the demands of the profit margin and the needs of Malay's billionaire heroes. Now, Malay is after all, a man who would buy and sell human organs. So he is perfectly willing to literally put a price on humanity in a particularly nonsensical-
1: part. now, Let me ask you first, is it better that someone who needs a liver uh, donation just dies? <laughs> I mean, seriously, seriously, Crystal, is that better? Yeah. You know, what if I, was? what if I, uh, my liver failed and I was on the transplant list or whatever, and there was someone who would donate if they got, you know, a cool
0: 50 K from me. Uh, well, liver wouldn't be a good example though, because you wouldn't, the other person wouldn't live. <laughs> they, I thought
1: you'd donate like some of it, you know, just a little bit of liver.
0: Yeah, kind of, you know, kidneys, a better like example. You it. got two Kidney. kidneys. Yeah. You can give one give away. like one away. Mm-hmm.
1: But maybe it's worth it to me. Maybe I would do that. Maybe I would. And maybe someone would live because of that. Yeah. So yeah. what's better? People, you don't allow any kind of trade in right. this?
0: Right. But I don't understand. Unless the other person dies. Yeah. The, and they're the able to keep the organs people alive. Die. That's yeah. it. The alternative is people die. Well, the only way to get an organ, is somebody else has to die yeah, first. That's,
1: yeah, literally. I mean, you have to keep the to organ dying. alive. And they still throw away like 90% of those anyway. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a mess. Okay. Anyway. Part of his speech,
2: Malay equates communist, Nazis, fascists, socialists, social democrats, national socialists, Christian democrats.
0: Also, by the way, pa- real quick, we already allow the trading of human organs. Mm-hmm. But, well, not organs, I guess. But, you, you are like women can donate their eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say donate. They, <laughs> women can sell their eggs. They can. Mm-hmm. Men can sell their sperm. So, like, we already allow some of it. Things
1: that you regenerate. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, if you were, I don't know, I guess, can you take it too too far in a way of, like, okay, I'm willing to accept, you know, a few million dollars for my family, and I know that I'm going to die by giving up my organs, you know, but at least my family will be taken care of. Like, do you allow someone to do that? But it's also, like their body yeah you know their body their choice right isn't that a liberal thing i don't know i guess not
2: malay equates communist nazis fascists socialists social democrats national socialists christian democrats keynesians neo-keynesians progressives populists, nationalists and globalists saying quote in the end there's no substantive difference the preposterous nature of erasing
1: he's right about that (laughs) yeah I get that they've got their own little spins on the way that they violate human rights. They all do. Democrats or fascists, Nazis, whatever, socialists and communists, they've all got their own little end tweak, like a little window dressing they put on the way that they say that they own you. All right? That they want to enslave other people for whatever they decide is important to humanity. But they're all the same thing in the fact that they all believe that human beings don't own themselves. That they do not have individual rights.
0: They're subject they, to society and yes, government.
1: Yes. That is, that is why they are all the same.
0: Or they're subject to the arbitrary good of society. Whoever is in power that gets to decide that. Yeah. Whether or not your life individually suffers because of it. So, so all, those, all, the, all those ideologies are against Free voluntary trade. Self-ownership. Exactly. All
1: of them deny self-ownership. So, and I'm yeah, sorry. essentially they're all the same.
0: Crystal, that you don't want to be in the same camp as Hitler maybe because you feel gross about that, but in a, way, in a way you are.
1: Yeah. You and Hitler both believe that people do not own themselves. You both believe that you should be able to force other people to do something that you think is important enough.
0: Because you think it's good for them.
1: Yeah. You, you both believe that. Mm-hmm.
2: The clear differences between a very wide range of ideologies goes without saying unless you are a literal child or a member of the oligarch class. And see, here's which the mal- thing.
0: She she starts calling you names. That mm-hmm. way, if you do have an argument against her, she's already put to the forefront. Well, Well, you're either part of this... Elite oligarch billionaire class, or you're a child. Yeah, a literal child. A literal one. You can't be like if you believe a rational human being and and argue against me. If you believe this,
1: you actually turn into a a literal child. Yeah, which I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. (laughs) I hate it when people say literal. She's trying to make a point, emphasize it, all that, but no. I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) That's your first problem. Not a child. And you're white. (laughs) So
2: services. After all,
1: the- those are two worst things when dealing with a woman is to be a man and be right. That's like the most dangerous yeah. situation. Well, I said you're
0: white. But <laughs> oh, OK, is right, that right? Well, yeah, that's too.
1: <laughs> Same thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Greed is good. Radical libertarianism that Malay espouses and which had been ascendant in America since Goldwater and forced on much of the rest of the world since Reagan has been repeatedly rebuked by regular the- people.
0: Yep. None of that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the Goldwater and Reagan did not mm-hmm. institute libertarianism. No. Whatsoever. It's, no. It's opposite. Melee might actually be in, like implementing some libertarianism. Yeah. And again, he's going to be stopped on a lot of it, but to use Goldwater and Reagan as examples of libertarianism, far from it.
1: Very far from
0: it. It's like people using Trump as an example that's for like, libertarianism.
1: She's decided that that's what libertarianism, libertarianism is. So that's what the world is moving towards. And that's what we live in right now. And so therefore, anyone who believes what Javier Millet is saying, which is just like Reagan, apparently, then you're just a child yeah. who wants more of the same right now. And she's completely ignoring that he wants a completely different thing than those people. Yeah.
0: This, is, uh, this, is, this is unfettered capitalism, man. It is. All around the world.
2: The speech also arrives at a moment when a decisive conflict is brewing between the needs of humanity and the needs of the market and owner class with the advent of super intelligent AI. It is clear that in this potentially existential battle, Malay's view is to hell with the humans. It is therefore a diseased mind, which could with a straight face, call any of this freedom as Malay does. Free to work all your days for global monopolists who set all the terms of your exploitation, unless. God forbid you are unable to work or a robot eliminates your usefulness and then you are free to quietly die. Don't be fooled into thinking this man is some sort of truth teller or challenge to power. The adoration of the Davos set tells you everything you need to know about who his ideology actually serves.
1: God bless. So now she's just sounding like straight up out of democratic Socialists of America or something like that. Like, Mm. oh, free to work the rest of your day. Like as if you didn't have... If you didn't have like free market capitalism, we'd all just be laying around, not doing anything, Eating you know, bomb bumps wouldn't have to work. Yeah. Everything would just be brought to you by someone else who also doesn't have to work, I no. guess. Yeah. Well, that person has to work, but you don't have to work. But also when you talk to them, they don't have to work either. I have to work. Yep. Turns out we all have to work if we <laughs> want people to bring us things. <laughs> That's just the way the world
0: works. It turns out you have to do something to survive. You do. Yeah.
1: No matter what you yeah. live in the woods, you got to work every single day of your life to live. <laughs> and it's going to be a way shorter, way more terrible life. There's no way out of it. That's the condition of being a human being. You're not a self-sustaining. You don't just lay there and just regenerate just magically. <laughs> Things have to happen. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. But you got to find food. You got to cook food. And that's what these, these people... And here's the problem. Here's the actual problem. We have built such a wonderful world. Seriously. Mostly men have, by the way. <laughs> mostly men have done the hard work of building an incredible... Especially in the Western world. An incredibly safe, wonderful environment. So that... Relatively. Yes. Relatively. To what, to
1: what it could have been or, or has been yes. in history.
0: So that women like Crystal can get on a camera and podcast or whatever else and talk about how the patriarchy and free and people being free is going to destroy the world. Yeah, I know <laughs> that's how safe mostly men. Now there are some women too, but mostly men have built the world. She's lucky we even let her do this. I mean, <laughs> she gets to wake up in her comfortable bed, mm-hmm. you know, put on her, her makeup that they killed animals for. Yeah. Now imagine that, killing animals and other things for makeup, not oh, just for food. Did you know other people had to produce that makeup? I know. That's slavery, yeah. I think. That's
1: exploitation.
0: Right. She gets to go to the grocery store where people have already killed the animal or they've already farmed the land. They've mm-hmm. packaged it up really nice where she makes all of this money from doing her stuff. She gets to buy all that. Like It's like we have built this world up where people think that rather than looking at history and realize like what it took to get to this place and being grateful for what we have they see it as a, as entitled as like they're owed like the this kind of world would just exist
1: yeah Bailey said she has robots who wash her clothes and dishes
0: for her. Yeah. I think I think that's where we went wrong
1: <laughs> let's go we yeah. gotta go
0: <laughs> all right y'all if you enjoyed today's episode please share it around I'm sure we're gonna cut some clips of this And yeah and we'll tag. cut
1: out maybe the last minute yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, I think we're going to cut some clips and maybe uh, have a Twitter war. I think yeah. that sounds like a fun idea. Let's make a Twitter war. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, see who wins. Obviously, we're we're shilling for the billionaire class. Yeah. Here. Well,
1: we're members of and it. And we're child. Yeah. Childs. We're either children <laughs> or we're part of the billionaire class. Exactly.
0: Because we believe in people being free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a concept. That's wild. What a terrible idea that people should we be should free control- to make their what? own decisions. We should
1: just control other people. I I have the
0: right to do that. Yeah. Anyway, share the show. Uh, go to goodmorningliberty.us or any of the links in the show notes. If you're listening uh, to the radio, you can just go to goodmorningliberty.us. That's goodmorningliberty.us because this is America. Mm-hmm. And .com is for the world.
1: Yeah. Co- .com is for .comies. <laughs> That's what that stands for. This is America.
0: .us. Yeah. Goodmorningliberty.us. Go check it out. Leave us a rating and review. Share the show. Buy some merch. Go to join gmail.com if you want to be part of the Fed Haters Club. Uh, it's the only club that you really need to be in, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. So do all those things if you do or don't. I don't care. We'll be back again tomorrow. Nate will. Yeah, you will. You Until won't then, be back. I hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty at night. <laughs>